What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 296, creeping ever closer to 300, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. 296A, posting on 920, will be a discussion on Pinocchio, an offering from Disney+, Plus, and 296B, posting on 923, will be a discussion on X2, X-Men United, and X-Men The Last Stand, finishing our retro look back to the X-Men trilogy. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Jiminy Maxwell. Joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger Honest John Stillian, and our lovely <laughs> our lovely permaguest, Chris. <laughs> our lovely permaguest, Chris Blue Fairy Bond. The disappointment on Roger's face. <laughs> this is the worst set of names you have ever brought up. Well, I, I had to think of something, and I just I went with Honest John. So, <sighs> what's going on, everyone? How is your week, Roger and Chris? I mean, it's kind of ruined now. Yeah, no, right? it's not Obviously, ruined. It's just, it's just, things just the worst part of my Hold life. on, you you've had some awesome names, and Chris has had some crappy names. It's just it's so we both get crappy names now. I see how that goes. You don't want to be the Blue Fairy. This is your fault. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I can see Chris prancing around in a in a, in a in like a white suit with a blue light around him, give, giving people things with his wand. I no? wear a tutu. A tutu. That's what I'm saying. You could wear a tutu. Of the two of you, I think you'd be the one to wear the tutu. He's right. I mean, you know he is. <laughs> <laughs> he almost went to say something, and then he stopped. Yeah. Yep. I can pull it off, though. Fair 100%. Enough. All right. My daughters would have a great time with that, too. There you go. How? So what's going on, guys? What's going on new this week? Uh, I tried to uh, try to burn my uh, backyard accidentally. I didn't tell you this. No, you didn't. So uh, I was off all weekend, and uh, I have a turkey fryer that you know I deep fry turkey every year for Christmas. Awesome, best way to eat turkey. Everybody should have one. Um, I was deep frying some wings, and I used a different kind of uh, basket to yeah. do it. Yeah. And for the first time ever, when I dropped the wings in, oil actually shot back out the top, and I went, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like that's never happened before. <laughs> And uh, nothing burned, thankfully. Okay. However, right. there is on my concrete parking pad a plethora of cooking oil just <laughs> there now, like forever. Nice. It will just never be gone. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Hmm. Here's cool. the thing. I was dead stone sober. Whoa. I looked at it and went, shit. Man, <laughs> that sucks. Shit. Shit. Huh. So, wait, you can't just clean that off any- anyhow? Like, No, it soaks into the concrete. Yeah. It's uh... just there. <laughs> So, like, not even, like, years of rain will get rid of it? Uh, I mean, maybe. If you superheat the Technically, again. I could probably burn it off. <laughs> I guess we'll find out in the future. You should do it. I think you should do it. You should definitely try it. Just throw a match down and see what happens. You just bought this house, It's not, right? not like that. It's oh, got to okay. be. I could blow torches, though. There you go, yeah. Definitely. Oh, uh, it smelled terrible, though. Yeah. It smells like, like, like a backward mode of Long John Silver's. Uh, yeah, cause oh, it's, yeah, I love yeah. that smell. Love it. I love Long John uh, Silver's. However, once I got everything in control, I made a hell of a lot of wings, french fries, tater tots, deep fried, all that stuff. So the best good. way to eat tater tots, by the way. Yeah, Listen, air fried does a good job. It ain't deep fried now. However, air fried pizza snacks are the best way to eat pizza snacks. You mean, I have yet you to mean, do that. Wait, hold on. Oh, you mean, so good. Hold on. You mean pizza rolls? Yeah, yeah, like 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 little Tatino's pizza rolls. Yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing. You know what? Also, so last year at Friendsgiving, um, my buddy Cole was making burgers in the grill, and um, then I just threw I just threw a bunch of when he turned his back, I threw a bunch of like a whole bag of pizza rolls on the grill. So nice. he had just got done making like tons of cheeseburgers, and then so he grilled. He was not happy, and he grilled the pizza rolls and cheeseburgers, and they were actually amazing. <laughs> I just so. assumed that they would just catch on fire. No, they? no, they'll they'll cook. 
What would it have been if it flames up because those things are so greasy? They're not, though, really. Once they get warm, though. Yeah, I mean, only... You, just remember, you're thinking about it in an air fryer where it's crispy and circulating. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, straight flame to that thing. It's just sizzling. Maybe, and... but you know what? I mean, I... I, I mean, listen, I would try it, sure. Yeah. I just would assume that that wouldn't have worked out <laughs> quite so well. But it was delicious. I'll just I say bet. That. I bet. I mean, I would also like the fact that I'm in my 40s. I still do not know how to properly how long it takes to properly cool down a pizza roll without searing the inside <laughs> of my mouth. The answer is there's never enough. There, time. there is not. Like, listen, <laughs> it could be 30 seconds. It could be 30 minutes. Yeah. It don't matter. In that thing air- is just a, a neutron bomb in- of bubbling <laughs> grease in waiting the, to explode. In the air fryer, it's a 10 minute cooking time, 45 minute cool down time. So makes yeah. sense. Takes about, about an hour. hour. We, we, we about an hour, hour from start to finish. <laughs> we all do the same thing where we where we, we pick one of them up. And then you, we, bite the corner, you, you bite the corner. You bite the corner off, and yeah, you bite the corner off. Let it cool. Then you just before you let it cool down, you stick the whole thing in your mouth. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you do that. You do that weird big chop, and you're like, <laughs> and then you're just like trying to blow air around. It's just, as it's spot welding itself to the roof the, of your the, mouth. The, the funny thing is, every guy listening to this, every is like, guy abs- that listens, abs- to this, every human understands this. Every guy that's listening to this is going, oh yeah, uh huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah that's Every what I'm woman that's listening is going, men are stupid. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but every guy's like, yeah, that's about right. Yes. We all we all bite the corner off. <laughs> yep. Yes. Watch a little steam. No, it looks it's fine. It's yeah. fine. You sure about that? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have it right now. <laughs> Flop it back out of your mouth into your hand. <laughs> I can't breathe. I can't breathe. What you said was so accurate about you. <laughs> I have never done any of this before. Nope, yeah, no. <laughs> Not once. I've never experienced uh, the burning hot magma that is the energy oh pizza roll. God. That's a good way to describe it though, the uh, the neutron bomb of cheese grease, like bubbling cheese. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. That's I mean, great. I don't know what temperature cheese becomes liquid, but it's way hotter than that. <laughs> God damn it. Yep. It definitely is. It definitely is. Um, this is the best yeah. we've ever done on this show, right? This is true. This is it. <laughs> well, this is some of the most relatable material we've ever done. Tosina's Pizza Rolls, if you want to give us a sponsor, let us know. Dude, listen. I'm going to be honest. Kroger Pizza Rolls, I will also take your sponsorship. Don't act like you're better than that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Great value pizza rolls. Oh man! Also they're, shouting you out. They're okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. They're okay in a pinch. Great value is really good. But actually, great values. Most of those things, great value aren't that. It's not that bad. It's it's not too far off the original. Like some some of those great value cereals are pretty close to the original cereal. Nah, see, I, I'm a brand snob when it comes to cereals. Like it, it's got to be it's got to be box brand or nothing. Well, hold, fun, hold on, hold on. Fact, some, I don't eat cereal those. anymore uh, because I don't eat a lot. well. I, I don't eat milk anymore, oh, like right. at all. You're, yeah, you're I know. For that shit. Yes. Well, well not even that. It's it just I'm so lactose intolerant at this point. Like regular milk will just like you'll die. <laughs> and I'm like, you're please not, no. You're not supposed. Most every adult stops being able to properly develop milk after a certain age. Human, it's like the greatest lie in America. Where they sell us this milk. None of one, no one can drink it without any like plenty of milk at this point in my life. Just, I mean, listen, I am a fan of almond milk. Almond milk is delicious. good. In my coffee, it's very good. I want, I, I, I want to like almond milk. It's just, it's, it's difficult. But so I, I have a, I have a milk story. So for a while there, I was pretty. It was pretty tough, to, like lactose wise, for me to drink any kind of milk or dairy products. In my early twenties, I drank an entire one gallon thing of um of chocolate milk, of thick chocolate milk from like like a gas station, in like two hours. Oh. And 
I was on the toilet for at least six hours after that. It was there bad. Go. There you go. And then, and then so like for the next for years, if I had ice cream, drank milk, ate cereal, mm-mm, it was bad. See, and then all of a sudden, that that rectified itself, and I'm good now. Hey, why did you do that? Like, what <laughs> made you think that that was the right idea? I don't know. It was really hot in the attic that that, that like me and my buddies were gaming in, and all the gas station had was chocolate milk. So, so I love that you're like, I'm so dehydrated. You don't need some frosty cold <laughs> chocolate milk. <laughs> Not even. Oh, I killed God. most of that gallon in two hours, and then I was I was dying oh, for fucking six. Fucking disgusting. Yeah. Jesus. Remember that a- a- anchor man when he's like, milk was a bad choice. It's poor so choice. Hard. Yes. Yeah, milk was a bad choice. Um, Chris is just sweating profusely, just slugging down right out of the <laughs> right out of the garden. It Hold was, on, but dude. I did that. Okay, so I do the same thing, Chris. I'll tell you what, I did the same thing because I'm really lactose intolerant. Like I really struggle with having dairy product and um but i won't buy it or spend money on it but like the last week of shooting well, the last month of shooting on the sh- on the movie i'm just on now it's they because they need to spend money they got like every other day they had a food truck to the office so i would and they got like four ice cream trucks in a matter of two weeks so i would just go down there i would get i would get two scoops of ice cream three times in a matter of six hours so you're, just, <laughs> you're just down there i'm gonna die today but I yeah don't no, give a well, shit. of course I don't, if i'm not paying for it yes <laughs> i was i mean like oh no I, I i had i had to time the ride home like <laughs> you know you're getting old when you have to time yeah. you're traveling with with your known bowel move your expected bowels all right uh, it's enough it's enough uh Four loves in the food talk. All the good. What podcast all is this? the bad right there? All of the good and all of the bad. Look, we all love good food. We all stare at stuff we can't have. I'm horrified by the gallon of chocolate milk and what you're hot in an attic. Like I it, it was not. I, I I mean, one of the worst decisions I've made. I made some shitty ones. All right, all right, all right. Let's get on with the show, gentlemen. All right. This is episode 296 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, we shall jump in the box office, and you guys will be sad to know that no longer in the top five after 21 weeks, Pop Gun. I know. Number one, The Woman King, nineteen point one million, with a with a worldwide of nineteen point one million. Not a great start. Barbarian, six point five million, with a worldwide of twenty two point one. So a, a niche rated R horror movie is so far leading the box office in total dollars spent. Pearl, thirty three point one million, bringing a worldwide of three point one. I hear mixed things about that, but I'm curious to check that out this week. See how they run. Three million is bringing a worldwide of seven point five million. And Bullet Train still in top five, 2.6 million with a worldwide of 222. That's still doing all right for itself. Just because I want to check in, let's see where Top Gun is. Oh, Top Gun's number number six. So it wasn't okay. far out of the. Uh, it's at 1.46. So it's only got, what? F- it's only got uh, 400,000 left to go before it gets 1.5 billion, right? So sure. That. <clears throat> That's, I hope it makes it, but it, I don't think it will. But. Uh, that I think that's pretty much done. We have Which, run out of American holidays to. to it had a forward. decent run, so oh, decent, mediocre. Yeah, it had an okay run, you know. Uh, yeah, but there's no more American holidays to push that forward. <laughs> no more like America. All right, gentlemen. So that's the box office. Um, look, current upcoming releases. This is this is kind of a weird release schedule for me. I was looking at it today, and we're recording on a Monday night instead of a Sunday for scheduling reasons, but. 
So on September 16th, this past weekend, brought us The Woman King and a ton of stuff, very small things in theaters and a bunch of streaming stuff. September 23rd, Avatar re-release. I'm really excited for this. And Don't Worry, Darling, which is kind of getting beaten up in the in the reviews. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, so I'll reserve my judgment, but people are not saying nice things. September 30th, Bros, Hocus Pocus 2, and Smile. Let's look at October 7th, which is Amsterdam, Lyle Lyle Crocodile. What do you guys think about any of those? I think Amsterdam might be good. Yeah, I'm really excited to check that. That might that that week might be a double Lyle Lyle and Amsterdam, double theatrical boys, if you don't mind. Only We've heard a lot about Lyle Lyle. I kind of want to check because the well, Amsterdam has a hell of a cast and Christian Bale, so I feel like we're obligated to check that one out. But we we cannot. I'll, October 14th, Halloween ends. October 21, Black Adam and Ticket to Paradise. October 28th, Pray for the Devil until goes wider. November starts off with a whimper. November, November 4th, nothing. November 11th, Armageddon Time. <laughs> Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which will be huge. Spellbound. November 18th, she said. And the week of Thanksgiving, Bones and All, Devotion, The Fablemans, Strange World. So there's Man. your... There's a yeah I'm I don't the release window is something needs to move <laughs> yeah uh, wait you mean on, on that week mm-hmm. we just we have completely empty weeks and then we have like a whole bunch of just weird shit on one and not like one pile well that's why I don't that's why I don't understand like why nothing is in the beginning of November you you have that entire week to yourself November fourth you have an entire week under to yourself yep I mean nothing I mean till and pray for the devil neither one of those are going to be huge black well I mean I think maybe they maybe people just didn't want to get in the way of Black Adam. Is that going to do monumental? Is that going to do Top Gun numbers, you think? I bet Black Adam makes a shit ton of money. Well, time will tell. But I mean, no, I'm, I'm sure it'll break the billion, but is it, going to, is it going to break the Top Gun mark? I mean, you can't... I mean, it, why are we compared to Top Gun all of a sudden? I why think, aren't you compared to the movie that comes out two weeks after it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is, is it going to do super, you know, superhero movie money? Is what is, if it, is well, what yeah, but that's, that's what I mean. Top Gun did superhero money, is what I'm, what I'm saying. Is over yeah, the billion mark. And- Top Gun's done. It's over with. It's gone. So, I mean, the only thing to look at would be Black Panther and then it's other comparables. So, for a DC movie, it'll probably do very well, comparatively. And it's. I think it's going to do fine. It'll probably make... It'll probably do at least, what, 400 million, probably? At least. I mean, I opening weekend will be at least two, 250. Yeah. I, I don't Whoa. know. No, it will not. No. I think it has a You understand how much money 250 is, <laughs> right? Because there's only one other movie that's ever done more than that opening weekend. Is that Avengers? One. Is that yes. Endgame? Okay, okay. Yes. Maybe, maybe I'm you a little bit. really got to tone that down. <laughs> now, listen, if you said it did like 125, that's a hell of a. 90 million is like a big number. Right, seriously. Well, fine. Okay, I'm going to back now, it up. Look, you want to talk about a movie that might do 200? Look at Black Panther. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fair, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to back it up. I'm fine, okay. I'm going to back it up to one one fifty. I still think it's possible it does one fifty. It is a lot, but it's. I mean, everything's a possibility. So I mean, I mean the this the moon could fall out of the sky. <laughs> I mean, moonfall did happen. Moonfall did happen. <laughs> it's <There's> a documentary. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Amazon, and this week I'm going to start us off with. The Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. As there's been so much Lord of the Rings talk in the news lately that or on mm. the on the streaming lately that I have re- I've recently rewatched the first Ring movie and man, it is amazing. Almost as long as our podcast about Lord of the Rings. True. <laughs> well, it's a yes, but 
the Fellowship of the Ring just it it is I I love that movie. I think it's the best of the six. Um, if you're including The Hobbit as well, um, but that's just I know I know two towers, two towers. No, 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 no. So so I'm actually in the minority in that, even like amongst my family. Two. Uh, Fellowship and Return of the King are like the two favorites within my my family. I just I just can't see how you can take the Fellowship and that be your favorite one. I mean, it has my my favorite character come and goes in that one, but it's well, fun. okay. Here's the thing about that, and it I I think it has the strongest narrative line because it's it's it gets kind of wide scoped quickly, but not nearly as wide scoped as Two Towers and Return of the King. And I think I think that matters. I think that matters in the same way that like 300's narrative line is one of the strongest ever, but it has an advantage of being so linear that you know you just have some some dudes that start here and they go there and that's where the story happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's a built-in advantage of that story. But same with the fellowship is you have the baked-in advantage of everything being wrapped around where our heroes are and that's it. So I mean that's just my personal take, and I, I think some of the moments in that movie are the best in the entire trilogy. You guys ever heard of a small movie called Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. <laughs> How does that relate to what we're talking about? It does. Family. All right. So there's, I mean, it's, I think that's, that's my favorite. But also available is, of course, all the Lord of the Rings films, um, the Jackson, the two Jackson trilogies. Uh, if you want to supplement what you're watching again on Amazon Prime, The Rings of Power. Which if you I'm sure decide you have 18 hours to watch <laughs> six movies. You know, I did I did do that. Uh, me and the girl I was dating at the time, we did sit through the market. was dating at the time? Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you guys break up shortly after? Because it makes sense. No, no, of course not. But it started at 10.30 and it got done. So they started showing at 10.30 in the morning for, for the fellowship. And then it didn't get over until 11.45 that night. Jesus. So we sat there. For, I know, I know. It was a rough day, but I. It makes I, my I back it. hurt. Like I'm so fucking old. Like, why would you even want to? I mean, I get there. I get some of those are good movies, but I just, there's I, no way I'd want a triple shot. Like even if I was in my house, man, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. Not just, be, I wouldn't want to do it over like three consecutive days anymore. But I just I that's what I love. So yeah. anyway, so I mean, I I did that. I've done it. It's I love Lord of the Rings. It's like crack to me. So. Uh, I'm doing my best to stay up with the uh, Rings of Power, but it is Rings of Power is not making it easy. <laughs> to, yeah, I mean, so, it, it's damn near on episode, episode four is damn near unwatchable. Oh, see, I watched I watched three because I was hoping that four would be like way no, better. Four, four uh, actually takes a few steps back. Oh no, I, I know, I know, but that's a, that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, um, yeah. And Roger, let's talk about a movie you like, uh, Shanghai Noon by director Tom Day, Jackie Chan, Owen Wilson, Lucy Liu, two thousand. Love that movie. It's a good movie. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, me and my brother grew up watching that all it's, the time. That is a fun movie to it watch. Is. It just is fun. Jackie Chan, Owen Wilson, man. I'll never forget the uh, the wet shirt, no break, piss shirt, bed bars thing. Like mm-hmm. it, it's in my brain forever. Sean Wayne, that's a terrible cowboy <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Actually, no, I I think there's movies like that that just have elements that all fall into place that work. Yep. And it's I think that one's and same with the sequel. Like, I just think it works. Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan are like a great duo. It's just the comedy works. It's well written. It's same with like Rush Hour. It yep. just it had a oh, little bit of magic. So it had. There's Rush Hour Four coming, boys. Yeah, well, it won't be. There's, the same. There, there's, there's also a Lethal Weapon Five, which yeah, completely well. ignores the show completely. So I'm happy about that. I mean, the show was not. Yeah, the show was bad, 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 bad. So the, I'm um, excited about that. I was gonna say something about about Shanghai Noon, but how awesome it is. That too, yeah. No, Uno yeah. mas. Uno mas. <laughs> What's the? 
he said in the end of the second one, he's like, don't invest in cars. <laughs> Zeppelins are where things are going. <laughs> Bet you <laughs> Zeppelins. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a good choice, Rod. That's a good pick. And now, Chris, you chose a movie that's a direct line to my heart. How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, yeah. By director Dean Dubois, Chris Saunders. 2010. Talk about it, Chris. Tell me. Uh, it's just it's the beginning of a beautiful trilogy that it, it's one of the rare cases where each movie just gets better and better. It's it's, it's a, better than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Tell him that. Freak him oh, out. No, no, no. Freak stop him it. out. Freak stop him it. out. <laughs> stop it. Freak him out. It's hard for me to say it. <laughs> don't don't throw that meatball right down the plate. No thanks. I mean, There's about, a lot of Oscars there. All jokes saying. aside, How to Train Your Dragon is a wonderful trilogy, and the one that starts it off, it starts on such a good note and such a good story of an origin between two of uh, two uh, a duo that's beloved throughout the entire thing. So very, very good film. Fantastic to watch. My kids like it. Love it even. We've watched the series. We've watched all the movies at this point. So well, we will revisit well, it. I haven't. Have to watch this again. I yeah. haven't watched the series, but what do you – I know there's like a few different episodic series about that. What do you recommend? Uh, so if you're going to watch any of them, the um, the most recent one is the best one. I can't remember where it's at at the moment. I, I want to I say it's, it was on Netflix again. A lot of them were on Netflix, yeah. right? The most recent one actually does a very good job of like it, – it takes all the characters you know. They're just not all voiced by the same people, obviously. But some of them are people still need money. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, See who's not really. They really dive into like the different dragons and train and like like training them all and different dragon types and it, it, it's actually interesting. You could om- it's almost like they were going for like to make merchandise on it too and like like, like a trading card game or something. How like in depth they got with the different dragon types, but it, it it's a fun watch. My my kids watched all not of, all two seasons of it. Have a night theory. That's yeah, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> bullshit. And then the female night fury. The white it's fury. a uh, dickhead. It's a light fury. A light fury. That's such Shame a, that's on such you. a man. Those movies are so good. Jesus. They, are. they really are. Better than Lord of the Rings. And Roger, we shared a moment in those movies when we 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 didn't like we weren't in the same theater, but like we were both movie criers and we cried during those movies. Uh, I yeah. think I cried during all three. I did. Yeah. <laughs> How to Train Your Dragons. Fucking nerds. I was actually hey, listening hey, to the. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Don't tell me you didn't. I. I'm not a movie crier. Two was, don't tell me you didn't cry when his dad died. Two was hard. Okay, yeah. Two was hard, liar. but I didn't. But I didn't. Liar. Two was hard, though. Liar. I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen two until I started the podcast with you guys, and you oh. told me that they were all good. I only seen the first one. And, uh, yeah, two was oh, tough. You changed your life. Two hold was on, tough. Hold on, but, your life. hold on, but three is, like, when... There's a couple moments, but when Hiccup has to say goodbye... That's a moment. It rips your heart out. You know what? Yeah. I, don't even, no, I don't even think that's the worst part. When he when they go back and they finds him later on when they're all grown up, that was like, oh yeah, god yeah. damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in it this far. I'm in it this far. God damn it. But that means those, those movies are masterfully done. Good choice. They are. They're excellent, good. excellent films. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Good. Good. Talk about good movies today. I know. Too bad we got to talk about not so good here in a few minutes. <laughs> Well, with that segue, what's going to, <laughs> not the, not, not the movie. let's go over to the, we've got to go to trailers first. Trailers first, gentlemen. Let's talk about a big trailer drop from Disney, The Little Mermaid. It is finally happening. Little Mermaid is my number four of live of anime and Disney films. I don't even know what my list is. My four has always been Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, Aladdin, Little Mermaid. I think those are some of the strongest animated movies ever made, and I love them. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's some of the most beloved things. Like, yeah. 
What about you guys? What would, give me, give me some of your top, give me some of your top three Disney movies. No, no, because we could do a whole, a whole episode on that. Yeah, I was a big Aladdin guy myself. Okay. Aladdin, we watched, I watched Aladdin a lot as a younger man. That get you. I mean, <laughs> I, I, well, younger man. Well, here's the thing: like, I'm a little bit older than you, so like that oh, was true, the one that true. we had on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, like I remember, I remember watching The Lion King in the theater. I always I forget. Remember. I always forget that you're old as fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, oh, man. I want yeah, three years behind him. Damn. Think, think about it, you old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's an incredible self own. Also a joke. Thank it you. <laughs> no, I mean it's. Yeah, I mean it's. There's a lot of negativity right now swirling around this trailer. Um, if for obviously, if you watch the trailer for obvious reasons, but I don't. If you watch the trailer, I don't see any reason to be downtrodden on this yet. I think for right now, it's got. Me as being a bigger fan as I was of Little Mermaid growing up, I'm still in it. Like I'm still, I'm still there. So, so the only negative thing I will say about Little Mermaid is I hope well not. It's not even technically negative. I guess a hope that I have for Little Mermaid is they have not had a great track record in live action remakes. I hope this one's good because. There have been very few of them to this point that I'm just like, this is a success. They're more negative than positive. I think it's a fair way to put it. And it's like so heavily to the negative side, though. Right now, yeah. Yep. Heavily to the well, negative side. But they got to make them all, you know, to, you know. Well, but I, I would argue that they don't. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I would argue, I'm with Roger, but here's the thing is they've remade some of the most iconic Disney movies in the last, you know, half century. And they've not been nearly as strong as their animated counterpart. Like none of them have been as strong as their animated counterpart. The real issue with it is, is listen, we all ragged on Lion King, right? Like none of us liked it, whatever. Critically, it wasn't very good. It made a billion dollars though. Like it made so much money. Yeah. And like, that makes me sad because that's where this comes from. Right? Like, Hey, billion dollar idea. Just redo the script we already got. You know, like we'll, we'll talk about Pinocchio here in a little bit. And there's not a whole lot that changes from one thing to the other. Yeah. And it's not for the better. Um, like Dumbo. Dumbo, they changed a lot of stuff around it. Dumbo is awful. Dumbo's terrible. Dumbo is terrible. Well, hold on. With with How context. Dare you, Disney. Well, with context to Pinocchio, I I'm well, gonna, there was I'm a lot of racism in Dumbo to start with, and they did have to get rid of a lot of that. So, well, well, with a lot of with part. a lot of context from, I mean, the movies just didn't need to be made, though. So no, I, but, I don't know if that's a good call or not. Well, I mean, with, with obviously Dumbo, not but, updating the racism in Dumbo along with the live action. No, of course sure. not. But with a lot of respect to Dumbo, though, like I thought before before this weekend. I would have said Dumbo is terrible. After watching Pinocchio, I'm going to say, you know, Dumbledore, Dumbo just, it's its not very good. Like, I'm, I've, I've upgraded it from terrible to not very good because Pinocchio takes the fucking cake Ooh. of, I think, the, one of the worst. And does this count? Is this Disney's live action remake? Is this Pinocchio? Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I don't know because, you know, Zemeckis and, I mean, it probably does count. Okay, I'm just, I was just because like some of them haven't like some of the Cinderella. Are you talking to yourself? Yes, of course it counts. Well, fine, but like the Cinderella movie didn't way back when. So I mean, I just that was before they started doing the remakes, though. So, and no, anyway, this counts. So, yeah, but I, I would agree that this this is. You looking through the list, Chris? How's it look? Um, the I mean, there's a lot of shit in here. I wouldn't even count for the live action <laughs> ones. Like Which like I what? Think- give give me a give me an example. Like what? So 2016 Jungle Book, I count, right? Sure. Speed Dragon, I count. Cinderella, sure. I count. And you get a different Jungle Book from 1994. That doesn't count. Cruella counts. 
Cruella was good. So Cruella, I would argue, is very good. I keep forgetting about Cruella. Well, it was good. It was decent. But here's the thing. I don't also think that that's a remake. I think that's... It's its own piece. Yeah, its own work, which might matter. We'll talk about that with, with, you know. But then you have Christopher Robin, Beauty and the Beast. Christopher Robin's a good movie, though, but it's also not a remake. Lady and the Tramp and Aladdin. Those are live action. where, Where was Lady and the Tramp? That was that was the one the original Disney Plus one. Yep. Oh. Then you get to that was like a launch day Disney. Then Plus. you get to Alice in Wonderland back in 2010. Uh, see, that's what I mean. That's not Dalmatians that's not the live action remake 96. of Alice in Wonderland. Mm. Oh. Exactly. Like some of these I wouldn't count. Well, Maleficent's no. pretty good. Fine, but like, first do, you, one. do you count the one? Do you count um, Alice in Wonderland? I wouldn't. I mean, Tim Burton's not going to remake a Disney movie. Like, that's not going to be Tim Burton that makes it if they're going to do live action Alice in Wonderland. So no, that's, that's, that's what I mean. Some of these I don't count. No, I, I, I didn't count the Cinderella. I didn't count a lot of that stuff. But I mean, I look at I look at the more modern things. Let's say Dumbo, Aladdin, uh, Jungle Book, mm-hmm. um, Lion King, and those are pretty close to the original content. Yes. Yes. All right, we'll have more to talk about in a little bit with yeah, with uh, Pinocchio. But uh, Little Mermaid, you, are you guys in or out? Are you guys excited for it or not? A Little Mermaid. Yeah. I mean, look, it's an iconic movie. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to go against, man. Yep. It's one of my wife's favorites, so we'll end up watching it, you know, multiple times probably. Not I'm more interested to see how they do some of the other characters. Because remember, in Aladdin, or excuse me, in Little Mermaid, some of the more iconic characters are fish and crabs. Yep. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I wonder how they're going to do her siblings and her father and... I wonder how they're gonna do all these people because, like, I mean, they'll probably be merfolk. They work in they the animated. Merfolk. They they work in the animated world, but it's not. They don't quite translate to live action as well. I mean, you didn't even mention people. Ursula. Like, well, how do fine, you make Ursula, Ursula is such That's, a huge fan? Yeah. Like, she's yeah. like the alpha villain, dude. Yep. Yeah. Well, her and Maleficent are the two big yeah. ones. So we will see. We will definitely see coming up soon. Okay, yeah. let's talk about the Fable Man. Uh, it has to be. Movie's got to be look. done. Yeah, I'm gonna look. Yeah, so talk, 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 talk about the Fablemans, guys. So let's talk about the Fablemans for one second. And so now that we've seen, for this just show anyway, we've seen a full action trailer for the Fablemans. It's not like I thought it was going to be. It's a little different. But I'm all in for this, and I'll tell you why. It's because it captures what I have always thought movies are. Movies to me have always been about being in love and complete magic. And I'm happy that this this trailer, or at least this shows me that, or shows us that, this movie is going to try to capture what makes movies so captivating to people. Even though a lot of people don't understand why they love it, why they love these movies, why we love movies. So I'm excited for that aspect of it. And I think Spielberg's probably the right guy for this. So now that I know like hundred percent what it is, I'm all in for this movie. I'm very excited for it. So you think Spielberg's the right guy to do the movie story about Spielberg? Yeah, but I don't think, I think it's about Spielberg loosely. I don't think it's going to be about Spielberg. I mean, didn't he say it's like, yeah, semi-autobiographical semi and uh, semi and you know based on and all loosely based on like they all have very different sure know, i mean I'm, the only reason i bring it up is he's the one that said that so yeah. he clearly you know is happy with what he did or you know did what he did for a reason look it's a spielberg movie it looks pretty decent the trailer looks fine i hope it's good listen the only problem i run into and you know i make the joke all the time hollywood loves yeah <laughs> loves 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 itself it does and it legitimately gets boring and old at some point but look you make a good movie and it's good i will love it 
you make a good, or you make an expensive movie about yourself and it's bad. I will make fun of it. Yeah, I mean, like, that's just how this works. Well, yep. I mean, that you're inviting, you're inviting bad criticism if you make a movie about yourself and it sucks. You're just inviting it, like hundred percent. You walked right into that. Yep, so, it's on you, Chris. What's your what's your take on the Fablemans now that we've seen a trailer for it? Uh, it looks all right. We'll see. Okay, fair enough. What's love got to do with it with Lily James? I know you guys are not into You love this, I, didn't you? Of course oh. I did. I was smiling like an idiot because we know the movie. She's gonna go to she's gonna go to Pakistan with this guy to fake this documentary and they're gonna end up falling in love and getting married. We know we know it, but it's just what happens the shtick, how it fills in the small parts. That's what I'm excited about. Because mm. this is something every rom com is infinitely more relatable than every other movie we watch. Every single one of them. Because we all are, are slaves to emotions and feelings. Aren't you tired of the predictability yet? No, I'm never going to be tired of rom-coms. That's why I love so, them. That's all I ask. Well, I understand his answer. I mean, can I elaborate on Grace's yeah, answer sure, for a sec? Sure. So, because here's the thing. If you love rom-coms, and there clearly are plenty of people that do, okay? Grayson is unabashedly one of those yeah. people. Was like, he's never shied away from it. It's not like some dark secret that we've unearthed that he loves <laughs> this stuff. Like, he's pretty open about it. If you like these movies, there's very little that will turn you away from liking them. Because, listen, it's formula. And you know on like 99.9% of rom-coms that there's going to be a happy ending. Am I wrong? No, yeah. That, Not at all. That's correct. So, but, but I mean, look, that's important for a lot of people. Maybe. Now, listen, for me personally, I'm a realist guy. Not the good guys don't always win. People mm-hmm. don't always end up together. And that's just real life. So I don't have to see those kind of things. But if it makes people happy at this point, I don't even care. We watch so much terrible shit. <laughs> and I mean that seriously. As long as the movie's at least semi-entertaining. Because listen, we've talked about a couple of rom-coms that have actually been pretty good. Um, or at least above average. Like uh, the one that I can think of that actually was semi-surprising. Remember the Marry Me movie with Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez? Yeah, yeah. That movie was okay. Yeah, it was. It was. That That movie was was different, though. It was. But that movie just wasn't okay. That's like an 8 or a 9 on a 10 scale. A rom-com scale or like a movie scale? No, on like a movie scale. I think Mm -hmm. I I scored that thing a 7. Well, because here's the thing. Like we talked about Shanghai Noon, I think Elements and Marry Me, it things just work. Yeah. So, I mean, also, you you make a good movie, people will like it. Mm -hmm. Right? That matters. The problem with rom-coms is production value tends to be low. Story tends to be soft as hell, and, and that's very predict- what you get. And yeah. very predictable. So. Well, listen, I can handle predictability. Make it entertaining. You know, I don't need spoon-fed things. Be like, why are so-and-so here? Just I, So I, I personally can't stand the same stupid jokes, the same stupid storylines. The predictability is what kills it for me in rom-coms. That's why I don't like it. So let me ask you, Chris, a question that I was actually hoping to get into when talking about this trailer is, okay, predictability. Don't you look forward to those moments where the characters have to search and find the humanity and the courage within themselves to eventually say something to one the other one? See, that's those are the moments I, I thirst for because there's so few real courage, courageous people in the world. Like anymore, well, it just almost doesn't exist. Well, no, and so I don't look, for, I well, don't look forward to those. Okay, well, I, I I do look I look forward to that moment because I can see it coming about forty five minutes before it gets there, and I'm get excited for it. <laughs> which is which is why which is exactly why I don't look forward to it because I know that it's going to happen already. That kill it's just it's the same. Well, okay, thing. we know how every single Marvel movie is going to go. 
There's, there's, okay. that's all predictability. So, okay, go, but you love the Marvel stuff. Yes, I do. We know, I could tell you 20 minutes into a movie, every story beat that comes next in the next two hours. Not as, not as linear and not as repetitious as a rom-com. Fair, but on a scale, I I think it can be done. Maybe on a different scale, but. And also your Marvel movie or any, any superhero movie, I guess we'll use that as an example, also has something else playing on its side. And that is the action and what you're in the visualizations you get on screen. And also something you get from these movies is you get you get like childhood the childhood effect of, of things that you wanted you've always wanted to see come to life on these screens things that you don't get out of every day i can be sad and depressed and alone every day of my life if i want to be like well, just like in a rom-com but, you but just, i'm not i'm, but I'm never going to get to see hold on. what i do from a superhero movie but you just said it a lot of people don't have or have found that happy ending and that's what they thirst for. That's what they want. That's why they watch the rom-coms over. That's why Hallmark Channel survives. That's why it thrives. That's why the Marvel movies make $3 billion. Well, fine. but Because they, they want to cheer for Iron Man flying around and Captain America picking up Thor's hammer but, and smashing but, but, it. Okay, But both those movies, rom-coms and, and the Marvel movies, are successful for the same reasons then. No. They're successful for well, different reasons. They're they're for the same reasons we're arguing is people want to see what they don't have or can't do. Well, I would also like to let's 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 scale the word successful. Okay, okay. As well, because look, Marvel movies are successful. Rom coms may make money, but they are not that successful. Sometimes. No, they're not. I mean, it depends because if you have a hundred million, if you have a hundred and fifty million dollar budget Marvel movie that top the tops out at nine hundred, and you have a ten million dollar rom com that tops out at two hundred. Be like, I mean, Wedding Crash is one of those movies that, I mean, again, it's one of the few rom coms that made a yeah. shitload of money. Well, like, and, and still. back on something you just said, you said that you know that people enjoy watching rom coms because because the, they they want to see what what they can't obtain or something like that, right? You just right. said that a minute ago. Yeah, I mean, my wife likes rom coms, and you know, I know I know she's stuck with me, but <laughs> you know, which isn't the greatest situation. But she likes rom coms, and that's she not. I, I wasn't. I wasn't insinuating that everyone. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, we. All, I mean, my theory has all in film since I was in middle school has always been we are slaves to emotion and we cannot do anything about it. We have. We have to surrender to what we what our heart wants. There's. We can lie to everyone about what we want except ourselves. We cannot lie to ourselves. The only no. problem, the only problem, with what you're saying is most rom coms, even though they try to pull your heartstrings, most of them are pretty bad. They just are. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you, you that. Much. You know that to be true. They're formulaic to you know to what for better or worse. So I say yeah. It doesn't always mean they're bad. Just rom coms tend to be bad. And one more thing I want to put into perspective though is Marvel or rom coms. None of them have have good as return as Demon Train or the the the, the Mugen Train. <laughs> Fifteen I mean, million for five hundred million. Like that's an amazing rate of return. Just so saying. That's an amazing rate of return. Fan base shows up. <laughs> Anyway, so let's um, curb the trailers for now. We're excited for some of those. And let's talk about the movie of the week, an offering from Disney Plus, as an it were. Offering. Well, I mean, it is an offering, but let's talk about Pinocchio on Disney Plus with, and this is where, this is what gets me is, I, I hate that Tom Hanks is in this movie. I hate it. But he's, he's had some stinkers lately too. So let's, he has. He, let's get some particulars out of the way shall we folks so rotten tomatoes look at rotten tomatoes first then 
So Rotten Tomatoes for Pinocchio. As you guys will probably not be surprised to learn, the tomato meter is at 27. 2-7. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So not good. Not good. And the audience score is only a few points higher at 32%. So, I mean, it's not great on any of these playing fields. Let's look at some particulars, though, for Pinocchio, which these are some of the more astounding particulars, I think. But so, okay, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, he voices Pinocchio. Tom Hanks is, of course, the legendary Geppetto. Luke Evans is the coachman. <laughs> Cynthia Erivo as the Blue Fairy. Joseph Gordon Levitt as Jiminy Cricket. Keegan Michael Key is Honest John. Lorraine Bracco is Sophia the Seagull. And Kanye Lamia as Fabian. Jaquita Tal as Sabina, directed by the legendary Robert Zemeckis. Roger, tell us what Pinocchio is about. Thank you. Tell us what Pinocchio is about. Uh, a wooden <laughs> puppet that comes back to life and it's cold, dead eyes. She stares at you and haunts your dreams. Thank Beep. you for that. Pinocchio is the Disney live-action retelling of the classic Pinocchio story. That I, the, the actual Pinocchio story is very dark. From like the Grim Fairy Tales way back when, extremely dark. <laughs> It is. There's there's a lot of folklore behind Pinocchio as well, and a lot of like lessons that are that are way darker in their undertones than what the what Disney remade on screen way back when. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about Pinocchio, uh, the Disney adaption of. I mean, I don't want to say I called this, but I called it. It was going to come out on Disney Plus. Did not go theatrical. I actually have like a system I'm using to like uh, like a a, a grid I'm using to be able to predict this now. Mm. But this is the retelling of love the, of Pinocchio. And so I imagine just, Grayson in a room with like strings from <laughs> point A to point B. Like, no. Pinocchio, write this down. No, 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 no. So Tom Hanks, legendary yeah, Tom Hanks. Oh, my God. <laughs> so let's talk Pinocchio, guys. What did you think about Pinocchio, including Tom Hanks? What did you guys think? Just give me the, uh, the 10-second version. So legitimately, I don't know why this movie got made. Uh, which is weird that I have to keep saying that about live action remakes of things. Um, Cause you know, no one listens to me uh, ever. It's just bad across the board. I mean, Tom Hanks could have been anyone, right? Oh God. But yes. It, 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 like him being in this doesn't hurt it nor help it. So do you think he wanted to be in this? I think he hated himself. I think he did it for Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> That's why he did it. You know, though, okay, I, I, I didn't think about that. Okay. Sure. I could see that. Kind of like, like, you know, you know, Zemeckis is his boy. He's like, hey, listen, you know. I only need you for like a week. <laughs> well, they've worked together. They've worked together before. They did Polar Express. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like they're strangers to each other. I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure that Tom Hanks did this sight unseen after Zemeckis called him. 100%. Probably. I, 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 think he, I, I think Tom Hanks signed on before he even saw a script. I'd be willing to bet. I'd rather want Pinocchio. I know that. <laughs> but <laughs> we know that it's bad, but let's talk about why. There are so many red flags. This is one of those movies that I don't under – the people who – I don't understand the people who – and I talked to one today, and th- this person said – I said, you know what? I saw Pinocchio over the weekend. Damn it. That movie is just not good. I tried to try to make it you know, sound not as terrible. but And she, w- she looked at me dead in the face and said, you know what? That's something we're just not going to agree on and walked away. Ugh. But here's the thing. 
mean, what she's is wrong. She, but yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. But here's what I don't get is people love to be told that. By the way. But <laughs> but what are you? What is? What are you holding on to? Like, what do you see in this movie that you say, "Oh, I loved it"? Is it? I don't think it's people liking. It. I think it's people are 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 confusing the fact that it might be nostalgic for them. They have to like it, and so they do. So I think they feel obligated to like it because you know, same thing with some of the other Disney stuff at this point. It's, Wait, it's, let me ask. Let me pose a question. As Chris this is coming to you, so Chris, you tried to watch this with your kids, right? Yes. What did your kids think of Pinocchio? So. My seven-year-old, legitimately... It was just like peak demo yeah, for this, yeah, by the way. Yeah, my seven-year-old. Not even halfway through it, she got bored. She found her mobile device, and she started going through her Pokemon Go Pokemon, which she's never done before. And started... Getting rid of some? Just getting rid of Pokemon Go Pokemon. Wow. Instead of watching a movie. And my seven-year-old is the sweetest little girl, and she will watch anything. And she just... She 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 didn't want to. She then like you know I wasn't forcing her to watch it. Don't get me wrong. I like you know hey pay attention. It was just hey, me watch this movie. Me her my other kid were on the couch. Mom was busy doing something else, and she just lost interest. Not even halfway through it, and she never went back. Didn't care about it at all, huh? Nope. We'll see. Hey, look, there, you, there you go. That's the so damning the, to me. But the proof's in the pudding right there. Like the target audience did not want to even have anything to do with it. So Are, I, is, is it the target audience though? Yes, I, I think it has to be though. Because look. If that's not the target audience, what do we think the target audience is? Us? Pe- I mean, people in their 30s? I see. I disagree. Oh, with man, that. I, I just don't think so, man. I, they didn't make this for Because those are the people like, look, the, you're going to be hard pressed. Obviously, Grayson has run into somebody who thinks this movie is good. I mean, that person is wrong. Okay. All jokes aside, this movie is bad. I have a theory on that, too. But there, there's going to be a thing. You, you will be hard pressed if 100 people watch this. You got more than like 95 of them that went, yeah, it was okay. Well, 27% of them said it was good. Yeah, so. uh, fair. But I mean, like, look, there there is no real redeeming qualities to this movie. Like, it's not a groundbreaking story. It's not like, a, you know, it's not like some, hey, like, we're, we're twisting up the, the Pinocchio retelling. You know, songs are the same. Yep. Like, characters are mostly the same. CGI is bad. Bad, bad, by the way, which... Is becoming fucking unacceptable. Yeah, come on, people. It is. Um, Especially for a studio like Disney. Disney. Yeah. The, so, yeah, the, I mean, they made the choice to put this out the yep. way we get to see it, right? You know what's funny about your statement, though, Chris, is Disney is the pioneer of all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to run you interrupt. No, it's okay. But like, I mean, my other thing is that when we listen, I've been harping about CGI for a while. You know, I, I talked about this at length like three or four weeks ago about why the quality of you know with all the stuff has come out about why CGI is getting worse. You know, because people are overworked. And I, I listen, I get that. You don't have to put stuff out. You set the timetable. Like, you chose this date. If your movie wasn't ready, why did you pick that date? Like, I, that is something I never understand, right? And especially when it's on your own stream. Well, that's the other point of it, too. Like, it's not like you missed the theatrical window here. Yeah. You chose September 8th. Okay? You chose that day. And you fucking bombed it. <laughs> well, you chose it for Disney for Disney Plus Day, but I but mean, like, okay, so I, I, okay, so I get their made up day. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but, but you know what else came out on Disney Plus that yeah, day? Thor: Love and Thunder. It right? 
They could have backed off and said, you know what, we're going to delay this six months. Thor's got it for, you know, even for six time. months. It could have been like, hey, look, you know, it would have been great. We dropped this on like the day before Thanksgiving. The whole family's at home. You can watch this retelling of Pinocchio. Well, six months delay is a is a good CGI, like, you know, sure. comb over buffer, though. Right. That That's a good time to go in and readjust and re-render and fix things up that need more time and watch care. with Sonic. Exactly, and six months and is Sonic a good time right. for that. Well, I, I, I only said six months because I have no idea how long it takes to overhaul well, an animation. Six months is, is a good time for that, actually. Again, though, like they set their imaginary timeline yeah. with their imaginary dates, so they chose to put this out. Look, they knew it was bad, right? Yes, they did. So, like, no one is surprised here, right? Like, everything in this is mailed in to me. Like, no one cares about their role here. Nothing is memorable. You know what actually creeps me out, besides the eyes, which did actually creep me out? Yeah. The way Jiminy Cricket looks. Yeah. I don't up, like it. What's up with the word face on his face that he's wearing? So well, here's the thing. Either. In the cartoon, you just don't remember it because it was the cartoon, so you don't notice that detail. His face is two-tone in the cartoon. Yeah. Instead of having a two-tone here, you just have this weird line thing, and everything else is the same color. <laughs> so... He just looks weird. And also hated the fact that he just kept calling him Pinocchio. Yeah. I, I hated that. I could not stand it. I could not get over that. I was so mad by the end. I do love the timeline, though, that this takes place in a whole 24-hour period. They go on a hell of a journey in 24 <laughs> hours. Jesus. Incredible. Well, there's Incredible. a point. Well, okay. Well, let's talk about Pinocchio then. And the, the Pinocchio in his own world here, Pinocchio is... His character is baffling to me because sometimes he's clueless and other times he's right. He's caught up to the conversation right where he needs to be to get to fit right in, which doesn't make any sense. So at one point he says to, to the girl, the, the, the puppet girl, she says, you have my condolences. And he goes, oh, do you want those back? Like he doesn't quite get the whole, you know, that whole thing. When you talk to people, things are just taken differently. But the next two scenes later, he's able to sing a song which he doesn't know the lyrics for. You know what I mean? Like, so we have him thrust into this world where he doesn't know anything, yet he knows what he needs to to continue the storyline. It doesn't make any sense. Can I ask a question? Yes. About Pinocchio's summoning or whatever we're calling that. So, right. So he is granted life you know, summoned like a demon because that's probably what he is. Let's be honest here. <laughs> uh, you know, a spell was chanted, and, you know, something came to life. How long was he in Geppetto's shop before he let him go freely into the world? Was it like six hours? No, see, that's, that's, another question. <laughs> that's another, like overnight. That's another question I had because Geppetto says I was thinking like, Oh, over the past five hours, you were thinking like of all yeah, this. He's like, I think it's about time you had to school. He's like, no kid. Legitimately, it's time for school. You got to go. What? You were born nine minutes ago. <laughs> what kind of a murder fetishing old man sends a living puppet to school? Scampering out into the world alone. He's <laughs> yeah. never left the goddamn house. <laughs> like it doesn't. Okay, so but like all funny aside, like that's weird, right? Is Pinocchio just the prequel to Chucky? Well, I mean, also what what's God. weirder? What's what's weirder Maybe. is so. Dis, what's weirder? Is, I could make a timeline. Well, okay. Let me let me ask this then. If you didn't know 
who voiced um, Jiminy Cricket? Would you have been able to get? I wouldn't have. I would have not. No, I, I, no, I, didn't I had to look that up. up. There's no way. There is no way anyone who didn't know who that was could. I mean, the same. It's the same thing. Like that. The first time you watch Saw, you're like, oh, I know. I know the guy was on the floor. No, you fucking no, you didn't. didn't. No, you fucking didn't. Don't lie to me. It's the same thing. Why pay Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Now, granted, he you know he gets what he what he gets, and he's, he's earned it. But why pay someone that much money to do a voice that's unrecognizable? Aren't you paying for the recognizability of that actor when you get someone like that? Well, can I can I pose a question too? Like, why does he have to have the weird Jiminy Cricket accent? Like, couldn't he just been JGL talking? Yes, he could like have maybe been. with a little bit of twang in his voice, well, you know, I mean, a little bit of sing songy up and down. Like, is that <laughs> is, would that have been bad though? Well, so. no, look, Jiminy it's is unremarkable. But, but Jiminy is he's not Jiminy isn't doesn't sound like a grown adult, which JGL does. So, I mean, yeah, I, I understand that. But then why cast JGL? And also, if you if you wouldn't have known, and I bet you people still don't know Luke Evans as the coachman. There's oh, no possible well, way. Deckard Shaw up there. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have okay. Well, I, of the three of us, then I, at least I would never have been able to know if I didn't know. It's just not. I'm not. I mean, that's not a testament. Bro, to as I even knew it was Cynthia Arivo. Don't come at me like this. Uh, but, because she's not disguised in any way. Of course, you yeah. know Cynthia Arivo. But I mean, point is, it's just why pay those actors, which are not cheap now, to do roles which you don't recognize them in anyway. That's like paying. It's like paying Brad Pitt to be in something. It's like paying Brad Pitt ten million bucks to be in something that no one can tell it's Brad Pitt. So what's the point? I don't know. It, it, and all this for something to put on your streaming platform. But that's just what I don't get. Is Disney has these usually stupid high standards, which have been seriously falling Hold the past on. ten years. They they have the illusion of super high standards, but in the last couple of years, those standards have kind of gone well, that's away. Why, that's why I said the last 10 years they've been falling very sharply and I don't understand it. Is it the lack of writers? Is it the lack of talent? What's changed in the past since, you know, from when they started doing an animation, you know, to the 30s to let's say the late 90s. Animators. It's a lack of animators. But but like what's from the 30s to the 90s? Although people, six generations of people were doing things in that time. That's yeah. nothing to do with it. So are we just 2015 to 2022 though? Yeah, but my point is, are we just out of people who can write in Hollywood? Are we just defunct? Also, well, we... I, I don't. Let I, I me. Mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off here. I don't think writing's the problem. Listen, this is the Pinocchio story through and through, right? Like that's fine. I'm not going to be like, well, you know, the acting in this scene is whatever. Like, look, the movie's bad, but the writing's fine. It's just, it's just a gen- overly generic retelling of the Pinocchio story that Disney did, you know, years and years ago, right? <laughs> I disagree. I kind of disagree with you, though. What do you mean? I mean, you say the writing's fine, but there is no writing. I think that's the issue: is that there is no writing. <clears throat> they, they, they didn't. They couldn't think of anything, or they didn't bother to make this into something. Every single movie that we talked about that's on like like in the, like the top five of like the better of the live action movies, like the ones we kept on saying, okay, that one's good. It wasn't something that was an original work. No, they changed created. stuff. That's true. You know, changed stuff, or they they made all, a whole new whole new like work for it mm-hmm. and just used the characters from it. Okay, this is like there's almost no effort here besides the actors you grabbed. Because and I think that's a problem in itself. So well, maybe there is no. Okay, problem. well, so I understand your point, yeah. but like I wasn't looking as I, I'm sorry. I guess I was looking at it from a slightly different angle. Mm-hmm. And the angle that I was looking at it though is like the story is fine. 
Okay, and, and that's all that it is. It, it's just fine. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to change it. They didn't try to be like, oh, you know, giant plot twist in the middle of Pinocchio, and it didn't work out. This is not that. No, the movie is just bad, right? And I can't point to any actor and be like, well, I mean, listen, Tom Hanks mailed this in, right? It's fine. Yeah, it's- <laughs> he, well, I mean, he did. It's right? fine. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, the problems that I have are, one, this movie is paced super fucking weird, right? Very like, poorly paced, yes. We have time frames of, you know, like, we have scenes that last five minutes, songs that last, I swear to God, 24 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, like, the song just keeps rolling through. And then we have this weird Pleasure Island scene. What? It, what? It, seriously. What is going on I didn't. Here? I didn't... Ch- Honest to God, I had to, I had to ask someone. Is good. I had yes. to ask someone if there's a um if there was like a new ride at Disney World that and like a new they're trying to like uh, buff up there. I didn't. Is there a Pinocchio ride that looks very similar to Pleasure Island? Because that's the only thing I can understand. Because like otherwise, that is complete and utter trash. I, mean, I was at Disney a couple years ago, and the answer to that was no. Well, Pleasure Island is a big piece in the original movie, though. Sure, but not as a roller coaster. Well, no, yeah. I, don't, I just don't understand that. That's the only way they could. They thought they could do the scene well, but that's, without spending a bunch more money. But, but then it ends back with them in the bar shooting pool, though. Like it, it, it contradicts itself. I know. I, well, I, I can't think of. Well, I don't. I don't want you to defend this. I, you don't I, have to. You don't to have to. It. I'm just trying to think of the like the thought process and the through line. But I don't think I'm quite dumb enough to get that low in my thought process. Sure. Yeah. You should. You don't have to. It's, it, it's just yeah, I don't understand how any of this is seen as a good idea. And I'm just a guy talking on a stupid-ass movie podcast that doesn't Never know anything about filmmaking. Yeah, I'm just some asshole on the internet. <laughs> but it's just, right. it's one of those things where it's like, how how did you make this and look at this and think this was going to be entertaining? Well, I mean, it, to, well, I mean, I was going to say to kids it is, but your daughter didn't even like it. So, no. so <laughs> my focus group said this movie sucked. And Roger, you, your your daughter had no interest in this whatsoever. No, okay, shit, no. I'm like, look. After a while, I didn't have any interest in it. So, <laughs> wait, wait, did your did your wife have happened to glean? Oh, she anything? hated it. Okay, oh, fair. Absolutely right. hated it. I was gonna ask, but so no, you're right, Chris. You're it's it's there. It's illogical why that's why that's in there. I understand why Pleasure Island is in the movie because it's temptation that Pinocchio and his oh no I get that for the story like, I get it for the story but like, otherwise I don't know why they did what they did it doesn't well, how they present this is like why because if you if you look at it more in a if you if you look at it more in a broad scope it is Disney made a movie about a villain who is abducting children and then selling them into sex trafficking or child trafficking whatever I mean he's just telling he's selling the donkeys to other people he's selling slaves so- I mean, and what, and, and, what and, if I wrote a nine-minute song, put you on a roller coaster, and drove you through Pleasure Island? How would that make you feel? I'd want to die like a donkey. I mean, I kind of wanted to hit a clock with a baseball bat. <laughs> you got to admit, that seemed well, like, pretty dope. What's up with the weird shadow demons oh, selling, the, like, the, collecting the donkeys? What what the hell is that? Was that in the original Pinocchio? I don't remember. I can't. I don't I've, think I, so. I made a mistake by not brushing up on the original. What, what, I mean, is it a mistake? No, but... I, I, haven't <laughs> seen, I haven't seen the original Pinocchio in a very long time, so yeah, I, I, so like, I don't think the shadow demons are in the original. You know, Pinocchio. you know, you know why I thought they were Chris, and you might get this more than Roger will. Is honestly because I, this is going to be a weird right out of left field answer, but I because of Kingdom Hearts. I mean, Jiminy Cricket is a huge; he's a huge presence in King, Kingdom Hearts. 
Pinocchio Scorpion has a pretty big presence in one of the Kingdom Hearts games. This movie man. is this movie is so under Disney Disney's own radar for like thought and talent that there's some animator doing the CGI that is probably a huge Kingdom Hearts fan and just made that shit and let it go. I, I can see that as a possibility. I can't confirm or deny I don't that. Think I don't think it's likely, but it, that's what I thought of as soon as I saw him. That's exactly what I, I find thought. it appalling that you don't think that I know about Kingdom Hearts. No, I didn't I say think, that. Chris, no, I, I did, but Chris and I have talked about no, it. Before, that's why. We can talk about Keyblade all day. <laughs> fair, fair. But I could Donald Duck is my boy. I'll tell you that right now. I couldn't. Yeah, you, you never swap because they're never going to. The, 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 the specific. The, the story specific character is never going to be as level as Donnie, Donald Goofy. Yeah, I, I know. Exactly. Um, I couldn't Come for the life of me tell you. Hammer, bro. I couldn't tell you for the life of me why they did the shadow creature. We just talk about Kingdom Hearts for the next no, ten minutes. No, I knew it's going to happen. I know. No, <laughs> more story there. This is good story. Very too. deep, complex it story. So let's talk about Geppetto's clocks for a second. Did you guys like how it? Well, like, when you're at the clock tower. Oh my god! <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do want to talk about the. So listen. In the beginning, when the guy walks in and wants to buy the cuckoo clock, and we Gepetto. never come back to this. And Geppetto doesn't sell him the cuckoo clock. I thought for sure he was going to be a villain of some sort. Hold on. Hold on. Even that. My daughter looked at me in the eyes and said, Dad, why wouldn't you sell him the cuckoo clock? You would make money if you sold the clock. Why do you have a shop full of clocks, but you don't sell clocks? <laughs> why daughter do we assume is... it's a clock shop? Because it, it's it a doesn't shop. say clocks on the thing, does it? No, but it says... Doesn't it say like toys and ottomans and... Yes, but a clock is that. Her... Her thought process was, why do you have a shop full of clocks, but you don't sell clocks? I mean, you know she's what? right. She's that's, I couldn't find a good answer for that. I mm-hmm. failed as a parent. You know what's funny is like your daughter yes. saw the, one of the biggest plot holes in Pinocchio before you did. <laughs> right. It's like, your daughter oh. might be a genius, Chris. She might be a genius. Can I point to one thing that I didn't hate, though? The clocks having the random Disney yeah, characters yeah, yeah. on them. I just I said that. that was I just yeah. brought that up. I want to talk. So the, the first one being Woody, I thought was an interesting choice because, of course, Tom Hanks. I don't get it. Great. You know what? Um, what do you mean you don't get it? <laughs> I was like, you can't really be that that dense. But okay, so... But I, I liked those references to the other Disney movies quite a bit, actually, in the in the clocks. Yeah, but my wife made a good point. Like, usually you have to work for your Easter eggs. These are kind of just like throw a whole bunch of hey, look at this stuff, and then yeah, and then that was it. It was it was nothing that was earned though. Hand wank motion. Yeah, it was kind of like, look no, at but, our properties. I mean, ah! However, I, I don't I don't know how these studio execs think, but I'll bet you if to be on a fly on the wall in that conversation is they're like, oh, let's put those. Somebody people, fucking loved it. People will love them, and that's why they'll say they love Pinocchio because they thought it was brilliant. You know, that's that's exactly why that's in there. That's exactly why that's in there. Hundred percent. <laughs> that's I mean, I mean, am I wrong, Chris? I mean, it's it's possible. I've heard I've I've heard marketing guys talk. It's pretty. You're pretty close. Actually. So let's, so let's talk about some more things in Pinocchio. Then so let's talk about let, let let alone the fact that he doesn't. He doesn't know some things, and all of a sudden he just knows a whole conversation worth of, of things that you wouldn't that the average kid would never know because they'd never come across that in any kind of life. But then he so the whole nose thing that comes into play, and then it goes away immediately, like has no bearing ever again on the on the thing. That's a huge thing in Pinocchio, isn't it? The the morality it's because the biggest thing in Pinocchio. That's my that's my point though. The making the right choices. It's the most iconic thing. Yes, that's, that's the thing is they the most iconic thing they've somehow managed to make a 30 second clip in a Pinocchio movie. So because it it, animators are, I mean, CGI animators are expensive, bro. 
I mean, sure, <laughs> but let's talk about how Pinocchio was kidnapped twice by two adults. And let's in also- 24 hours, in less than 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. So let's also end. Have you ever been to Detroit? So whoa. So let's also talk about the scene no. in the coach with the other with the girl who I I I'll admit I like the girl character. I think she was needed. Oddly enough, I think she was needed to show to show the dichotomy of some things. Um, I liked her being in there. I don't like the fact that. She was, I'm going to save you. <laughs> Immediately, I know that you need saved and we're going to save you and blah, blah, blah. But let's talk about that scene when he tries to get the key because he's in the cage. He gets the key and then the very next scene is they're running through a town. Not him escaping from the cage. Not him escaping from the coach. Not him escaping from that crazy old fat guy that kidnapped him and is going to force him to dance a jig for the rest of his life. None of that. Just he's already escaped. They're already in the town. What happened there? That's like 20 minutes of movie that just doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, runtime, bro. You said it yourself. You got you to pay animators for that. So can, can we talk about runtime for half a second? Yeah. Because runtime's okay in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like 93 minutes or yeah. whatever. There were 14 and a half minutes of credits in this movie. Did Jeez. you notice that? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked at it going, is there something in the end credits? Because, like, listen, this movie's just weird enough to do something like that. There are 14 minutes of credits here. And I was like, why? But then I realized like that's happened multiple times on Disney Plus stuff. So now Disney Plus was Does the 90 minutes include the the credits? No, 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 not at no. all. It was it was no, it was, that it was movie like, ends at like 93 okay. and then there's okay. it, was, more it, was an, it was an hour and 40 minutes, an hour and 41 yeah. or something. Yeah, I remember yeah. looking at the, I remember looking at it. But so one thing Disney Plus will do now, if there's a stinger at the end, it'll come up and ask you if you want to skip skip yeah, credits. Yeah. And I went, Ooh. it does not have that. There are 14 minutes of credits. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's one of those things. It's it's a, it's an interesting choice, but not one that paid off for him in the long run. So I want to go back to your opening question here, uh, Grayson. When you asked about when you made the comment about the person that you said. That you just don't, you didn't like the Pinocchio movie, and she told you that she would, that you're just going to disagree on that. I think the reason why people would defend this movie is because they they feel like it's like a sports team, like you're on Team Disney. So one of the most iconic things from your childhood, you know, Pinocchio has been made into a live action movie. You almost can't say it's bad nope. if you are on Team Disney. That's what that's that's what I'm saying to you. That's Disney now knows that they've known that now for about ten years. I mean, so does it matter what they put out? Disney only cares about making money, though. Nah, I mean, I don't think that they all started this though. project thinking it would make money. There's no way they didn't. No, of, of course, of course, they 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 thought that. One hundred percent, they thought that. But I mean, somewhere along the line, someone's like, guys. This sucks. We cannot release this theatrically and be bombed on our own box office. Cannot do that. I mean, in a world where Art of this Falcon can get, can get made and put onto a streaming service, I guess Pinocchio can too. Yeah, I mean, sure. That's, this is better than Art of this Falcon. Yes. <sighs> but, not by, but not by much. <laughs> not <laughs> by, by much. <laughs> by a very small amount. There you are talking. You um, ain't first, you're last, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true, Bobby. You can be fifth or sixth or second. Um, or eighth. All kinds of other numbers. <laughs> It's there's a lot of things that I didn't understand why. They, I mean, did they even did look? Did they even need Monstro in this movie? Yes. Did they? Monstro is Monstro is the big bad in Pinocchio, isn't he? 
Well, so, or at least one of the big bads. Yeah, one of the big bads. Monstro is the, the what is the scariest part of Pinocchio. Like as a kid, you know, Monstro's kind of creepy. You know what I mean? Like that's a giant. Cool. Amber alert. There's an Amber alert in our area. Sorry about that. Oh my goodness. Can't Amber stop alert. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ain't nothing I can do about that. Okay. Okay, Amber Alert done. Thank you. Um, yep. on, Moving Chris. on. Yeah. So, but back uh, to kidnapping children in Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. So, hell of a segue. That's dark. Hell of a segue. <laughs> look, look, look. We're laughing. It's not. We don't condone that. I'm just saying it's it's just odd timing. We're laughing at my jokes. Odd timing. Okay, go go on, Chris. Monstro is terrifying as a kid. It's just it's not oh, a certainly. Huh? Certainly. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's terrifying part, terrifying character. You have to have Monstro in this because Monstro. So Monstro and Geppetto and Pinocchio being swallowed by Monstro is one of those. One of those like, there's an underlying story there that Pinocchio pulls from that's very dark and is it has a lot of symbolism that pulls from like older text. So there, you have to have Monstro in this movie. If not, you're not telling the story of Pinocchio. I mean, sure. You're, you're you're right, but I mean to to cram it in at the last ten minutes. It seems I mean, al- it, it seems almost like uh, we got to do it, so let's do it kind of thing, right? Than... I'd be more upset if they didn't put it in there than if they said, "Oh crap, we got to cram this in there." I'd be more upset if it wasn't a part of it because that's absolutely the biggest lesson about Pinocchio is Geppetto, Pinocchio, and Monstro. It's huge. It may not seem like it, but like the the original story of Pinocchio, that's like the story. All right, fair. You mean okay? You mean the original Disney Pinocchio? No, the original story okay, that, oh, that the, Pinocchio is, is pulled so from the, the grim fairy tale yes. story. Okay, noted. Um, yeah, so I, I agree with you there. It just it doesn't seem like it was when the movie was first concepted. It seemed like to me the entire movie was going to take place in the village and then on that crazy journey to, to pleasure town. Mm-hmm. It seems like Monstro was, someone's like, ah, we got to do it. So they just did it. I agree with that. But the fact that they said, we have to do this, I think is correct. I'd have been, I I'd have been, in, I, I'd, have, I'd have been upset if Monstro wasn't in this. What do you think the inside of him smells like? He said, it's fucking awful. Terrible. Dead, rotting, everything. Dead, rotting. Fetid meat. Yeah. Fetid. <laughs> yeah, that's a good word. It is. Damn good word. So, I mean, let's let's talk about things like the the the, the iconic Pinocchio songs. Let's talk about those for one second. Most of them make it here, right? Yeah, all they're all here. I don't, I don't care though. True. What does anyone? I mean, my kid didn't. Hold on. Outside of I got no strings to hold me down. Is any other song well, which was much better used when Ultron sang it? True, because <laughs> it sure was. Oh yeah, he did sing it, didn't he? Yeah, he, does. he, did. <laughs> he sure did. Interesting. And then there's "Wish Upon a Star." Those are the two iconic Pinocchio. So you gotta have "Wish Upon a Star." Yeah, you have to. Right? Yes, and so, that, you have to that have one's fine. Too. Yeah, you, you have, have that strings. It. However, I will say that strings on the original cartoon Pinocchio by Disney looks and ages way better than watching it in live action in this form. Having a having a cartoon puppet do what do the dance and the jig in that is much better and much easier received in my brain than whatever I saw on CGI. Yeah, it's just it, it just it doesn't work. You're not wrong hmm. there. Um, there's okay. Another question: How do you guys feel about cricket kind of 
talking to his older, wiser self in the beginning, opening the narration. Yeah, that's about what I thought too. And they didn't go anywhere with it. And you know, I I also thought that they were gonna. I was like, well, wouldn't it be cool if because the fairy godmother or the the blue fairy fairy godmother they're kind of similar in like some of the original Disney stories, right? Some of the original Disney tellings of these stories. Godmothers and fairies have a history of appearing in Disney things. Well, that's what I'm saying is I was wondering if I was wondering if we're gonna see Cynthia Arrivo again as the blue fairy. Playing the like as a way to interconnect the films, but I think that's no, I, I don't think we're going to. So, also, why cast Cynthia Rivo, an amazing actress, for four minutes on screen? Maybe she wanted to. Because I mean, she got sure. to sing "When You Wish Upon a Star," because I mean that's as iconic of a Disney song as you get, right? Yeah, especially I mean, especially that if is you their grow up with it. Song. Yeah, especially if you like you grow up with it and you're like that's you. Sure, I mean I get that. Um, so. Cynthia Erivo, Tom Hanks, as far as as far as the, the live action actors in this film are, and Luke Evans, but I mean the the, the big two players, of Cynthia and Tom, are they're they're too good for this movie. The movie sure. doesn't it doesn't demand anything of of their talent of their caliber. Are they too good for this, or is the movie too bad for them? Oh, that's a good question. I had because I would argue that it might be too bad for them. I hadn't considered the alternative, and yeah, you're you're probably right. Actually, what you said I think is more accurate than what I said. Maybe the movie's just not good enough for them. Interesting, though. Because, I mean, like, look, I, I feel like Tom Hanks mailed it in, but even listen, fifty percent of Tom Hanks is better than everything else. Of Pinocchio, right? Okay. Cynthia Erivo as the Blue Fairy singing "When You Wish Upon a Star" is better than everything else in Pinocchio, right? Yes, of course. So I mean, <laughs> it's the movie; it ain't them. Okay. Okay. Good. Good point. I, I guess I hadn't considered that. It is the movie that isn't them. Uh, what? What? What say you, Chris? Hmm. Yeah. I'm sure. I think I agree with Roger on that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's. What, I mean. So do I. <laughs> Even yeah. I agree with Roger on that. The movie's just beneath them. Even he does. <laughs> so back to my original question. Domineering what, force. What is this girl in my office holding on to? Again, you're on Team Disney. If you're if you're just on Team Disney, then it's all going to be good. It's the reason why this makes it onto its platform in any way. It's theirs. They made it. Their fans will. I mean, twenty seven percent of the people that watched said it was good. Yeah, but so, I mean, I was on Team Transformers, but I can tell you, all but one sucked. <laughs> like I, I'm I'm able to admit that hundred percent. Incorrect. There are two movies that do not suck. Oh, Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine. Don't but, you come a bumblebee like this? I'm not. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I, of the of the of the bay ones, one doesn't suck and the rest suck. I but, will agree with that statement. <laughs> thank you, moderator. Thank, thank you, moderator <laughs> Roger. I appreciate that. Um, I, I just I don't this. get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, and that's why I kind of, I you know, I hate that film is so subjective because I, I mean I don't like that people can say this is a good movie, but. I would argue the film isn't subjective, and I've never had a wrong opinion. That's great. I, I agree with the first part. I don't agree with the second part at all. But I, I mean, I don't think I think film is a lot less subjective than people think it is. I think saying it's subjective is just a way to say that you're you're still right down down deep below. But well, um, I mean, it ultimately comes down to listen. You're allowed to like a bad movie. That's fine. But at some point, you have to acknowledge that the movie you like is bad. People don't do that. It's like literature. Well, you 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 can like bad literature, like Twilight and. Um, what's the other big one that was recently huge? Fifty Shades. Yeah, Fifty Shades. You can I mean those. Look, I read the first Fifty Shades. There, that is horribly written. A, a high school kid could write a better, could do better writing than 
a better manuscript than what the first book is for sure. Yep. But my but so I, I don't know. I just I was I was hoping to use Pinocchio Sorry, as like that a smut wasn't up to your level, sir. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, and anyway, so just b- before we before we move to score this, then are there any is there anything that you besides Tom Hanks and besides Cynthia Revo, which I think deserve their due praise, is there anything that you thought was actually oh not was actually kind of cool or didn't hate too much? Not really. No. So let's so let's talk about Roger. Pinocchio. Let's talk about the title character, his design, how he looked, how he moved in the world. What do you? You didn't like him. You didn't like I did his. Not his. Vacant well, here's the thing. Like, look, I had no problem with how his arms and his legs are animated. Having his mouth move and never have his eyes blinking and stuff like that was just not. <laughs> like, I like I'm not kidding. Like that bothered me. Not like on a creepy, super weird level, but I don't understand why they make that call. Right? He can talk. He can smile. He can laugh. In the comic books, or not comic books, excuse me, in the original cartoon movie that they made, he didn't go hours without blinking. Oh, oh boy. So let's move to score this bad boy then. Thank God. Score this, you, for unsatisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> needs improvement. And for needs improvement. Um, ah, man, this is... Okay, I'll, I'll go be... first. Okay. I'll go first. Yeah, go first. I'm not even going to argue. This is this. not hard, yeah. No, it's not. Look, this... I'm not going to try to look for the good and the bad of this movie. Most of it's bad. Very few of it is good. Um, if you like the original Pinocchio movie, you want to see somebody else's live action spin on it. Have at it. I think this movie's about a two. Um, I probably would have given it lower, but I mean, somebody tried to make something here, but it's pretty bad. This is a dose. Um, yeah. So Pinocchio looks like Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> But Jiminy Cricket says Pinocchio a lot. A lot. Um, Pinocchio looks like Pinocchio. The songs that you know are in this movie. And Tom Hanks is good as Geppetto just because it's Tom Hanks and not because he does a great job as Geppetto. This movie's a two. It's not good. My seven-year-old wasn't entertained. Neither was I. I agree. I I was debating between a two or a three. I know that's not really a a debate, but I want to, like, I try to be fair, but man, this this is a two. It's just I. As soon as I was done with this, I was, I could not believe that the live action. This might be the worst live action Disney movie we've gotten so far. Yeah, I mean it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a close race between this and Dumbo. And listen, that is not a race you want to be fucking involved in. Nope. Because <laughs> Dumbo is also very not good. But it's, it's better than this. I mean, I think we each gave Dumbo a three I mean, or four. Here's the thing. Even if it is better, it's marginally better. Yeah. And you don't want to be in that part of the conversation. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna jokingly tomorrow suggest to my seminar that we watch Pinocchio again. And she's going to tell me no. She's going to tell you, you know what? I'm busy. She's going to say no, dad. Put it on TikTok. Let's, <laughs> let's watch Naruto. That's what she's going to say. It's not a bad point. Don't yeah. watch Dumbo. <laughs> We haven't watched that. See, you know it's funny. You should try it as punishment one day if she's doing something you don't like. Be like, look, if you don't stop, you're watching Pinocchio, and that's gonna, and that's that. Daddy, <laughs> no. And then, no. and then she stops immediately. Hilarious. Um, Perfect. I, I don't video. Man, I don't understand how this is so bad. I just it's baffling to me. But it is what it is. I mean, that's what it's becoming less there. baffling to me. How so? They We've keep this. not doing a good job at things. We've seen this before. Yeah, it's fair. I guess I just I would go to the just the writing is getting worse. So when we see a DC movie come out, we all make the joke that it's probably going to be bad. Yeah, it's that way with these as well. 
we're getting in the, there. We're in the same. We're, we're, we're like one more we're away in the from the same realm. Yeah. For hey, if it's live action Disney, it's probably going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's you're right. I, you know, I have no rebuttal. Yes, <laughs> I won't defend them. <laughs> Fuck them. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I just I I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone in that because man, that's bad. Oh boy. All right, gentlemen. It has been an episode. God, I thought. Yes, it has. I didn't think there's any possible way Pinocchio's going to be this fucking bad. But all right, this has been episode 296A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday morning on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. But more importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. Hi, I'm Matt Rochstillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to fortheloveofpodcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at The Woman King and Me Time from Netflix.